Blog Talk Radio. Joshua Live here, coming to you from backstage at the Staples Center out here in California summer, at SummerSlam. <laughs> actually, I'm lying. I'm actually in my house. I watched it on the, on the WWE Network tonight for only $9.99. <laughs> anyway, about to be joined by my uh, esteemed uh, columnist, journal, journalist, uh, broadcaster, Danny, the DRC, uh, insider, professional wrestling, aficionada and expert to cover tonight's event. 718-664-6482 if you want to try to call in and and let us know if you were shocked or if, if uh, the uh, things that happened on tonight's event were didn't shock you because you like to read spoilers on the internet, <laughs> which is actually a, um, a thing now we have in the world, you know, that ruins things for people. And um, people aren't surprised half the time by things that happen because they end up reading all the predictions and spoilers and whatnot, which uh, half the time, you know, well, uh, lots of the time they'll be true, but also things happen. Like tonight's main event at SummerSlam was supposed to be Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. It was supposed to be Triple H versus Roman Reigns. It was supposed to be Goldust versus Cody Rhodes. (laughs) But, you know, things happen. uh, People get injured. And our plans change, so I don't know. Some things tonight in the spoilers came to light, and uh, if not most of them, as far as tonight's event, but also other things you just you just can't predict. You can't spoil. You know, no spoiler has ever said how how a match is going to go down or how it's going to give you those ups and downs and roller coasters and whatnot from being a fan and watching it. You know. Ever since uh, January's Royal Rumble, I've tried to stay away from the spoilers, you know, because uh, I knew that the plan was to have Bray Wyatt face John Cena at WrestleMania from reading a spoiler. And that ruined a great moment for me at the Royal Rumble because it would have been awesome when the uh, Wyatts came in during the Cena-Randy Orton match and attacked them out of nowhere. Like, I'd have been so surprised by that. So reading spoilers uh, is not the way to go. I mean, yeah, read about whatever backstage stuff happened after the event, but... You know, people that seek out the spoilers and everything, uh, shame on you. <laughs> but any to, to any event, sometimes people read spoilers and then they get more excited and they're like, I can't believe they're going to do that and I, I want to see this happen. So, I don't know, it's kind of a two-way street. But anyway, shocking uh, things tonight on the uh, pay-per-view, waiting for the DRC to call in to the line to have my co-host for the show on. Uh, one thing I want to say about Bray Wyatt, um, this is a guy that I definitely think is going to be around for a really long time. Um, if you just look at the list now of the people that he's, he's actually beat, um, he beat Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, John Cena in a cage match, Extreme Rules. He, he basically beat the Shield, you know, the Wyatts beat the Shield in the 
a big match that mattered at Elimination Chamber. So that's beating Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. He now tonight beat Chris Jericho in, in very uh, convincing fashion. <laughs> As he told him, are you ready, Chris? This is the end. This is the end. <laughs> so again, like that's that's my guy. He's on Team Jamie. Uh, I have this whole draft going on with the DRC. Uh, Danny, my co-host here, who's yet to call in. So I'm, I'm just rambling now at this point so I can patch him in. But to cover tonight's event from the Staples Center, because I'm live coming to you backstage from the Staples Center, uh, just heard that John Cena is, in fact, dead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's rattled and hurt, and I don't know when we'll see him again <laughs> after tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, Bray Wyatt's definitely a that whole... The whole thing he has, the, the character, is, is, is going to be a, a top guy for some time to come. Um, and uh, to get back to uh, the spoiler thing, like uh, like I said, so, so many things in, in wrestling are unplanned and not go according to spoilers, such as uh, in-ring action. There is some dispute right now with uh, the guy from... Uh, FHSP, that rap group, <laughs> saying that, uh, well, we really don't know why Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Maybe maybe Taker wanted it, or maybe it, maybe it was planned like that. But uh, also, Taker suffered a concussion in the ring during the match, and they might have called an audible for uh, Lesnar to get the win. Like, the referee did look kind of shocked. But uh, Shawn Michaels was on a podcast recently and said that it was decided four hours before the match that... Uh, Lesnar would beat The Undertaker. And if you remember the uh, UFC event, um, Lesnar, I believe, lost that night. But uh, as he was leaving the octagon, and The Undertaker and Jim Ross and Steve Austin, all these people were in the uh, crowd that night. And, uh, there was some MMA show covering and interviewing them and talking about the event. And, uh, you know, as Lesnar's leaving, you hear Taker saying to him, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? <laughs> and this was 2011, or, or I believe, and because Lesnar came back to WWE in 2012. So this was a few years ago that The Undertaker was asking him, are you going to do it? In regards to, I assume, coming back to WWE and ending the streak. Anyway, back to tonight's event, SummerSlam. Only have the DRC standing on the line. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somewhat of a how much did it cost? How much did it cost for you to watch the? How much did it cost you to watch the uh, pay per view tonight? Did you pay fifty five dollars for it, or how much did you pay? No, I pay, I, I paid an amount, a surprising amount. No one's going to believe. I paid only nine ninety nine. <laughs> wow, I, I paid nine ninety nine too. <laughs> Surprising Let's enough just start there. I don't. I don't know. You're you're about seven minutes late calling in. That kind of has me wondering. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Did you have to go to the bathroom or? <laughs> no, I was trying to wait uh, the appropriate time to call in. Actually, by my clock, I went exactly by the minute <laughs> and called. So oh, I don't know there. <laughs> so uh, where are we at on talking about tonight's events? <laughs> um, I want to start with how the show started, which was unexpected. Um, 
Hulk Hogan randomly <laughs> out there shilling the network, nine ninety nine. But um he said we will get six pay per views for nine ninety nine, making me believe why would it be six pay per views? Obviously early next year before WrestleMania, I think they're gonna raise the price of the network. <laughs> Is that was that your thought after seeing Hulk Hogan out there? Uh, yeah, that's my thought, but I saw much also my thought that there's still a lot up in the air about the network as if, you know, they're going to raise the price or if they're even going to be able to afford to continue having the pay-per-view. I mean, right about now, you know, this is the halfway mark of the six-month subscription or, you know, or about the halfway mark. <laughs> um, but what, what it is the halfway mark for is the WWE pay-per-view calendar. So I think that may be the reason why that was done in that way. Because, as you know, if you've been looking in the search sheets, the wrestling, uh, the WWE Wrestling Network now has another option that you can pay twelve ninety nine without an actual six-month commitment, meaning, you know, you're paying an extra $3, but you can just go month to month so that you can break that contract at any time. So I can see that, and I think that's because uh, I also saw how a lot of subscribers, like something like 200,000, 300,000 subscribers, have, they've lost their payments. Now, they're probably paying with like a gift card or a card with only so much money on it. But they keep losing subscribers, so they feel, well, we might as well get a few bucks out of those kind of people, <laughs> like three more dollars each. So I don't know. That's still, yeah, that's yeah still I think there's still a, a lot on that, a lot about, a lot still up in the air about the network because, uh, you know, they've been dropping and have been dropping employees like flies here lately, including most recently Alberto Del Rio. So I think there's still a lot of things. Also, I might note about, you know, Hulk Hogan coming out there and the whole thing about the network. Coincidentally, at the beginning of SummerSlam, I I don't know about you, but I experienced a whole lot of loading and buffering issues. So uh, I might have helped in some ways. Yeah, that was my uh, my next question. Was before we talk about the uh, matches and the results. Uh, uh, how many times did you <laughs> did you get that spitting circle, that buffering circle, word screen pause, and it seems like it's about fifteen twenty seconds when it comes back on? Because I had it a lot during the first hour, yeah. but I had it a couple times later. But I even had it like twice during the Lesnar Cena match, which was really troubling and upsetting. Do you think? Do you think that somewhere? That, that may not be internet connection. That may be a ploy to where, like, yeah, someone's so upset about it, they turn it off and they order the pay-per-view instead <laughs> for $55, like like an Illuminati kind of conspiracy here. <laughs> but I think that might actually be the case. No, I think, I, I don't know. I don't really think that. I think it's more two different issues, uh, you know, buffering issues like, you know, how certain videos kind of do that and other videos don't. And I think also the other issue I think is maybe, I don't know, certain things to do with the weather or something interrupting with a, you know, a satellite signal or something of that nature. <laughs> so I think those two things might be the reason for that. <laughs> but uh, I, seem, I seem to think it happens more during these live events, which is probably yeah, because actually, of what you said, the satellites and the weather. I actually did not get a finish watching SummerSlam until a half hour after the event was over <laughs> because, you know, I had to end up restarting <laughs> You know, during the Hogan thing, yeah. I had a whole bunch of buffering, you know, and I was recording the event. So, you know, I had a whole bunch of that. And then, you know, I kind of have had it happen during the Miz's little promo as he was coming down the ring. And 
about right, right yeah, about the time that, when he Yeah, that's the same exact spot I had it, too. So it seems like it was the same for everybody. Like, it, it was messing up in the same spot for everybody. Yeah, and then later on, and it wasn't quite as bad as in this one, but in the uh, introductions for the Seth Rollins-Dean Ambrose match, I had it happen <laughs> somewhat, but it wasn't quite as bad there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, people, to complain about it still, you're getting it for the price of nine ninety nine. So, I mean, we really can't complain. <laughs> the alternative is paying yeah. $55, $65 to get a, you know, crystal clear. I was recording it, too, so I have a really bad DVD recording now of SummerSlam if anyone wants it, <laughs> anyone to see events. <laughs> well, the thing about yeah, it, I mean, to me, mine is, see, I, here's the thing. When it starts to do that, I hit pause. I hope that's, I don't know if that's what you do or not. But so when you watch the video, if you hit pause, it's really not too bad. You just kind of get a blink out here or there. You don't, you know, leave it recording where, when it starts to do that. You know. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is, though, even if you don't, even if you don't want to keep the recording because of that, you could probably go back and play it on demand and not have all those issues either later tonight yeah. or tomorrow. So... So after Hulk Hogan comes out and shills, shamelessly shills the network, the first match of the night was The Miz versus our our good old buddy DZ Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and um, I don't know what what uh, again the buffering issues kind of like had me not really seeing much of the match, but the ending was you know would have been a great ending if The Miz beat him with the skull crushing finale, just like uh, if Randy Orton had beat Roman Reigns with that RKO. Those both would have been great endings. And I thought were the endings of those matches, but uh, Dolph Ziggler pulled out the zigzag <laughs> and won the uh, Intercontinental title. So, what were your thoughts on the first match of the night, if, if you even? Honestly, standing out thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm not really fond of either two of those, either of those individuals. <laughs> they're both from Cleveland, but they're both from Cleveland. It's funny. We both hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, yeah. we should support well, Ohio they supposedly Supposedly, well, the, the thing I was going to say is, you know, they do this whole thing now with The Miz where he's from Hollywood, you know, making out this big Hollywood movie star or whatever. And Dolph Ziggler is like, if you ever listen to the introduction, he's supposed to be from Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> I don't know where that's. <laughs> but, Does that uh, even exist? <laughs> I don't know. They're in Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, the, fun, the thing that stood out to me about that was, you know, the Miz's, you know, introduction, you know, we have, the, you know, they do the Hogan thing, then they go to the SummerSlam introduction for the pay-per-view, and then they come back, they go into the crowd, the fireworks setting off and everything, and then we kick right into the Miz's introduction, and Miz, when he comes out, starts cutting a promo, and we don't even go to the announcers. <laughs> they kind of go to them afterwards. And uh, I don't know. I was thinking how, like, last year, Miz was the host for SummerSlam. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was, was kind of reminiscing. And I'm about. thinking I, I went on a little I went on a little rant. I don't know if you were listening before you called in, but I went on a little rant just right before you called in about spoilers and uh, how yeah. tonight's SummerSlam card six months ago wasn't at all what we had tonight. So uh, that was another thought I had was the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler wins the title, but the whole time I'm thinking, bad news, Barrett. <laughs> like he won the yes. title, but he got injured, so they had to change all the plans. So this is just what they had to do as a band aid, and 
cannot wait for bad news to come back and give Dolph Ziggler some bad news. Yes, indeed. I think that'll be that should make the uh, draft page highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, then on to the second match. Uh, what was the second match? Now I'm kind of flustered. Uh, the second match match was Page and AJ Stevens title. Well, yeah, I kind of wanted to, to forget about that. <laughs> Do you yeah. think this is direct punishment for her marrying CM Punk? Because I do. I cannot I, think of any other reason. I don't know. I mean, it, it might be. It wasn't my first thoughts, but I think this was definitely the shocker of the whole night. Was Paige wanting to be this title? No, I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. Uh, oh no, I asked yeah, a lot of people, and it. everyone said AJ. <laughs> yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, uh, but I, I thought uh, maybe Punk called in, and maybe Punk was there and being a being a butthole to people. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, you want to act like that? AJ's gonna lose. Think like about it is, I, you, know, you know, you've heard me express like how much I missed AJ all that time she was gone, and 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 I do, and I like her, and I'm glad she's back, and I do like her, but I kind of also kind of got a liking for Paige a little bit too, just like her style definitely like like two different ways. So I don't completely hate Paige. I, you know, I kind of like her a little bit. But I don't really know where they're going in this whole thing. I think, you know, I mean, this feud has to either end now or they're going to do something really, really strange and out there from this point. Uh, it could be yeah, a, I believe the whole Vita's thing is kind of uh, twisty right now. Yeah, it could be just like, like uh, when I talked to you before the show, before we went on the air live tonight from the Staples Center, because we're both live tonight from the Staples Center. But but um, before we went on, I was talking about how this could be a way to transition that Divas title to someone else, to a Brie Bella or to a Nikki Bella or even like an Eva Marie or whoever. They don't want to, just as a... Cody and Goldust lost the titles to the New Age Outlaws in a, uh, in a horrible match on the kickoff. I believe the World Yeah, they said they were going to so come back. The Usos <laughs> could win it. They don't want to have the Usos beat Cody and Goldust, so they had them lose the belts to the New Age Outlaws, who had them for like, well, what, what was it, like a few weeks or however long they had it. Yeah, and you so, know, and uh, Billy Usos said whenever he, he recovered from his illness, they were going to come back. Well, he still never came back. It was went back down to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'll throw that in there. So uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of something up in the air, um, you know. And then you know, throw that in there with the other divas match that happened tonight. You know, you know what they're gonna, what exactly they're gonna do with both those two stories? I don't know. <laughs> well, we know Daniel Bryan isn't happy about the uh, last uh, twist in the storyline. They produced on Monday, and thankfully they seemed to, like, they kind of referenced it, but nothing came out of that. Like, we didn't see his, uh, was it, physical therapist yeah. on the show tonight. <laughs> so it seems like they're trying to get away from yeah, that. Yeah, and the way, they, the way they had Bree say in her interview before the match, you know, Stephanie paying her to come out and say that. So, hopefully that little segment gets closed off. But, you know, I don't know what they're going to plan. It seems like all the divas... Like they're having, like they have this thing for having teams split up or something. Like you know, they had the, they had uh, Naomi and Cameron, the Funkadactyls split up. Now they have the Bellas split up. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Maybe they're playing the for split up. some big, yeah, they're playing for all some big Survivor Series match. I don't know. <laughs> so then the flag match, um, Rusev and Jack Swagger. Now. 
<laughs> but just watching Rusev is is entertaining. It's worth the nine ninety nine that I yeah. paid tonight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this guy's so tremendous. <laughs> Everything he does, and and. Uh, what if Nikolai would be proud? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, a flag match traditionally is they hang both flags up on like like opposite sides on the uh, corners, and you have to like actually you know climb up to the top rope and grab the flag. But that wasn't what this was, and I didn't even know that when they call it a flag match. I thought that's what it was going to be, but this was a you know you got your yeah. flag. <laughs> and your national anthem played after the match. That must be the way they do it in the modern era now. I don't know. I guess we're going from the days of Corporal Kirshner and Nikolai Volkov. Who don't do it that way, don't I guess. Yeah, when Jack Swagger made his entrance tonight, I actually thought that he had a chance. Like, a part of me thought that, uh, yeah, because we know how Vince loves uh, – real Americans and how he pushed Lex Luger around on a bus and for like months, you know, 20 years ago. So I'm like, yeah, he's, he's going to go with Jack Swagger. Like, this is a real deal. But uh, not to be uh, Rusev, uh, you know, he sold that leg injury the whole time. <laughs> but he eventually yeah. got sick of it. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> you know, I think they know, I mean, they can't push this guy too quick. <laughs> they can't push him because, you know, it wouldn't, you know, you know, as much as we like to see a Rusev Brock Lesnar match, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not ready to happen. It's, he's not been hyped enough. Um, so they got to make him like look like, you know, his opposition is legitimately a challenge for him to move him up. So you know, that's the only thing I can say about that. You know, you know definitely, I think it was the match that you know maybe pulled a lot. I mean, other than Cena and Lesnar, I would say it was probably the match that pulled people's emotions the most. And people got behind Jack Swagger and wanted to see him win. You know, and, it was, you know, and, and tonight and the past few weeks on Raw and stuff, how he comes up with that Patriot lock out of nowhere. I mean, it looked pretty bad on good. <laughs> so, yeah. awesome. so, so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think I think they really did, you know, pretty stellar job on carrying the performance of that match. Uh, and then him, uh, him kicking, him kicking Zeb Coulter at the end was just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, it, it makes you think like, yeah, this is this is probably gonna keep going because uh, Spire's gonna yeah, be better than the Hornet. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, they they got to if they're going to keep this you going, then Swagger's gonna have to win their next conversation, obviously, <laughs> or it's just like I don't know, kind of look like for nothing. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's not like they have to. It's not like they have any major competition to worry about. People. So, uh, you know, on that note, um, I'd say the end part where he's kicking, where he kicked his head there at the end was meant to make him look more like a heel and make him more hated. Yeah. <laughs> but someday uh, he will get mad at Lana and I predict the Rusev face turn, baby face turn at some point. <laughs> It may be years I, down I the road. I want to say this about Rusev's performance. <laughs> One of my favorite things that he does is nobody gets knocked out of the ring quite like Rusev. He has a way of falling out of the ring that looks, <laughs> that looks really good. Whenever he gets knocked out of the ring, how he just falls through and falls like flat on his back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like really sells that well. <laughs> 
how uh, how Big E took him out on a couple pay per views and just just speared him through the ropes to the floor. <laughs> like Russo is is just taking <laughs> taking he takes horrible punishment to his body, but he has a real big thick body, so he he can do it. You know, the average person would die from something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the way he just <laughs> flying through those middle ropes. <laughs> no, but, yeah. So the next match, I believe, was the Lumberjack match. It may have been Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho, but I think it was the Lumberjack match. No, it was, it was the Lumberjack. was. Okay. <laughs> so the <laughs> Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, uh, which uh, in thinking about this, I'm like, man, I can't wait for this match. It's going to be a match of the year, but I kept forgetting it was a Lumberjack match. So they weren't going to be yes. able to uh, do certain things. So I was like, uh, you know, well, they'll have their match of the year at some point. But tonight was crazy <laughs> because it was a lumberjack yeah. match. They got to do all these other different things, and and uh, it was it was insane. <laughs> and it was it was like kind of go either way kind of thing. I thought mm-hmm. Ambrose would get the win because Rollins wouldn't be hurt either way. But Rollins came in eventually <laughs> through all the chaos, hit him with the briefcase, and that looked like a really stiff shot. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, just everything was sold really good. And these these are the two guys right now that are like. The technicians, you know, these are the guys that are going to be backdropped off the ladder to the floor. <laughs> like these are the guys yeah. who are going to deliver, and they definitely did tonight. But Seth Rollins got the win, and uh, I think he's like yeah. a perfect mix of Edge and Punk. <laughs> and Ambrose is like very Stone Cold like, so very promising futures for both of these guys. But uh, what do you think of this match? Well, yeah, it was good, but the thing about it was all the hype and everything that they did in their performances was surrounded by, was developed around the fact that it was a lumberjack match. And, you know, all their high-flying moves, you know, everybody getting, you know, the high-flying over the top, off the top, knocking all the wrestlers down, you know. (laughs) Everything they did, all their thrills and high-flying moves and stuff, it was around the fact that this was a lumberjack match and how – you know, they went over the railing and then they were trying to bring them back into the ring and they were trying to separate them at one point. And, and I, I honestly felt like, you know, and, and just like you said, in fact, they, they, they did a good job as far as selling, selling it on what it was. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward. I would have much rather seen just even a, just a regular match between the two, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we would have gotten even a lot better performance out of both athletes. <laughs> You know, we know, I think the best part was when they went out in the crowd, obviously, or fighting up in the fans and and everything. But, but um, it did not reach quite the potential. You know, it would have been the performance of the night if it might not if it had not been a Lumberjack match. But I think because it was a Lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen the end of this feud. We're going to no doubt yeah. see more. They were able to do some really cool things tonight because it was a Lumberjack match. But, uh, you know, and they had them in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But it's like, go ahead already. <laughs> Give us that one-on-one match with that, without all the other people involved. <laughs> like, that's what, that's yeah. what we need. That's what I'm waiting for. So, on to uh, Chris Jericho and Bray Wyatt. Now, uh, it was heavily predicted that Bray Wyatt would win. Because, uh, yeah. Again, I talked about this at the beginning of the show. Like, he beat Daniel Bryan. He beat John Cena. But, you know, Cena beat him, too. <laughs> but he beat, you know, basically the Shield, because the Wyatts beat the Shield when it mattered at Elimination Chamber, and now he beat Jericho. So even though he may have lost all these people at the same time, if you look at it, you know, all of them beat Bray Wyatt, too. But Bray Wyatt holds wins over pretty much everyone on 
the current roster that it's anything or means anything. And uh, I just think the sky is the limit. He's kind of like a new McFoley-ish, Cactus Jack-ish kind of character. But uh, when he did the spider walk and Jericho was just freaked out. <laughs> I, I went back in my mind to when we did our WrestleMania recap show and you said, well, yeah, when Cena saw him like that, it would have been good if Cena just kicked him. <laughs> and I really thought that was yeah. what happened today. <laughs> but Jericho was legit freaked out. And then, of course, the end of the match yeah. where, you know, he hit him with Sister Abigail on the railing that threw him in the ring and he said, are you ready, Chris? This is the end. This is the end. <laughs> and he put him down. Yeah. So, I don't well, know. What's he thought about? I'll be honest with you. The Bray Wyatt-Chris Jericho match, and I hate to sound negative here, but <laughs> it was the match of the whole card I cared the least about, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, the Bray Wyatt character, and I think we talked about this before, has grown stale, okay? Um, <laughs> back at Extreme Rules when he beat John Cena, the cage match, and, you know, when all the crowd was first starting to do the whole cell phone thing and, um, the you know, all the, the, ring little, the, the kid chorus, yeah, and little Johnny comes out and the dark, the gothic voice and everything. I mean, it was fresh. It was kind of happening, but they just kind of stopped that, you know, <laughs> and and we don't got no more there's got to be more put on his character to make him worthwhile. Um, Cactus Jack, back in the days of WCW, they did things with him, whether it was doing him doing more different crazy out-of-the-ring stuff or, you know, scenarios of him and Abdullah Butcher or, uh, you know, uh, pinfalls count anywhere, clash champions when him and Van Hammer went outside in a cow corral or whatever, uh, you know, they did things with the character. You cannot just keep a gimmick like that, you know, and not do anything with it. They've got to add something to him. You know, they got to, he's got to add more depth to his character, more things come out and make him more relevant. Cause I mean, he's been there long enough, you know, to start putting him in more of a main event status than what he's getting done. <laughs> but the reason he's not going to make it there is because there's not enough, not giving enough depth to his story at this point. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully that doesn't mean they end up breaking the Wyatts up, <laughs> because that seems to be what they're right. doing lately, is breaking up everybody. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't yeah. happen. Hopefully it's like the Wyatts take over the show at some point, and it's completely like a hostile takeover type situation. <laughs> and right, really yeah. And, and I'm sending doom on the company. <laughs> and, and I think for all three of them, if they did that, that's the worst possible thing that could happen for their careers right now. <laughs> because then they would even have less to go on, you know. I mean, when they split the shield up, you know, they had to give them, they each had to, you know, they kind of had Roman maintain the kind of the shield music and image somewhat coming out oh, of the yeah. crowd. But Seth and Dean, they had to, you know, come up kind of with their own apparel that they wore to the ring and their own ring music and, you know, kind of their, a little more of their own gimmick. And uh, I don't think they're, the Wyatts are, are nowhere ready for that. I mean, you know, they need to stay on that level. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, props to Roman Reigns for uh, sticking to that because that's that's what really made the Shield unique. You know, that music hits, they come down through the crowd. But tonight we saw even Dean Ambrose. I thought he'd come out through the crowd, but he didn't. He came down through, you know, the entranceway, and I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> like, at least yeah. Roman Reigns still gets it, and he still has that, you know, effect to him that makes him unique. 
Let us right. get to that in a minute because first we've got to talk about Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> now, when yeah. Triple H came out and ran to the ring, uh, I was laughing. <laughs> I don't know if he did. Yeah. <laughs> he just came down. I just started laughing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, all the shenanigans and everything, pulling the referee out. <laughs> just like, what yeah. can you do? And then Nikki Bella, you know, and Brie eventually uh, have uh, Stephanie cornered, you know, in between them in the ring. And then Nikki pulls Stephanie out of the way and then blast Bree in the mouth with some kind of like punch or forearm or something and Stephanie hits the pedigree. One, two, three, Nikki Bella turns on her sister for, you know, reasons unknown, even though they were trying to say, well, Bree Bella quit the company and quit on her. But I didn't think that was a strong enough reason. I don't think they should have even said that. I think they should have just left it up in the air and like who knows why this shocking kind of thing. Well, I'm going to say, much like Daniel Bryan, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> you know, I mean, it ain't a big thrill for me to see Bella versus Bella, and I don't think anybody else really cares neither. Um, I will start back at the beginning of this match and, and then try to give it a good, you know, good, um, t- you know, talk about the positive things of the, of the match and, you know, how they had Stephanie come out, you know, and it, when we normally see, you know, uh, a women's match or like a manager's match or something of that nature where you got characters that don't really wrestle. Um, a lot of times it's just the good guy coming out and beating the bad guy, whatever, around the ring, and the bad guy might have a couple of times. They might start off the match or, you know, have a foreign object or something they hit him with. But, you know, how they had Stephanie you know, all beefed up and had her, like, kind of throwing Brie around like a, a doll, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like that. That was kind of, you know, at least original. And, um, you know, it wasn't a typical thing you always see. So, uh, yeah, JDL you know, was like, it's Stephanie putting on a clinic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I would have liked to see them have Bree put a little more formidable challenge there uh, when that was going on. <laughs> they didn't have that. You know, they could have used made Bree a little more formidable right there. But, you know, towards the end of the match, she got in good looks and everything. But, uh, yeah, the whole Triple H, uh, Nikki Bella, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I'd much rather... Are you see surprised that, uh, that Daniel Bryan wasn't Daniel Bryan wasn't there tonight? Does that surprise you? Cause I thought uh, a little involved. bit because it was actually, I actually read that uh, he was supposed to be in her corner. And I was also read that Triple H was supposed to be in Stephanie's corner. I didn't quite do it like that, but they did have him come out at the end of it. Yeah, you know, everybody knew it was rumored that Nikki was going to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Not exactly. The, I, I would have rather them just leave her out and did something altogether different. But, you know, dirt sheets are dirt yeah. sheets for a reason, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, on to Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. Now, uh, that spear at the end looked like it hurt really bad. I really believe, we talked about the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match earlier, and how, you know, the fact that it was a lumberjack match inhibited it because of that, but I believe that the Roman Reigns-Randy Orton match truly was, in my opinion, the match of the night as far as performance-wise. Um, yes. Randy Orton, no doubt, <laughs> we knew going in that you know, he'd be doing a good performance. I mean, death, those RKOs, you know, out of, that's how he caught him when Roman Reigns was going for his big move were incredible. Yeah. 
and uh, you know the power slam, plaque. the spear. Roman went for the spear and a power slam. That was so like a uh, you yeah. know they used to talk about Ricky Steamboat's arm drags, but when Randy Orton gets that in so close to the mat and so quick. Like and then Roman Reigns is a big guy. <laughs> yeah, that's because of Randy Orton. Orton. <laughs> but he Ron power slam back in the day, how when he was world champion, how they kind of made that its finishing move. But Randy does it so much faster. <laughs> yeah, it, it's better than a Ricky Steamboat arm drag. Definitely better than a Vern Gagne drop drop kick. <laughs> it's something to see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Randy uh, Orton after that RKO was like that was three, <laughs> and I I haven't rewatched it. I haven't seen maybe maybe he was emphasizing it just out of like I can't believe I didn't beat him with that, or maybe the, it literally was three and Roman barely got kicked out. <laughs> so I have to rewatch that. I mean I wasn't gonna downplay that on like on the draft page and say like oh Randy Orton really did win because <laughs> uh, I am a Roman Reigns guy. I believe in all three of the Shield and happy to see Reigns get this win, even though it took 50 points from me <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> it was looking real grim. Right. Team Danny was at 305, and I was at 85 after that match. <laughs> it was like, uh... <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was know, very impressive. I definitely, I definitely think, you know, just like Jim Ross has said, <laughs> Roman Reigns is the guy right now. They're building up. They're promoing up. I, I can't see anybody else... <laughs> It really looks like, you know, unless somebody else comes in or something else changes between now and WrestleMania season of next year, you know, I really, it really looks to me like Roman Reigns is a guy that's going to step up for the world title at WrestleMania, whether that's Roman versus Brock or not. Still a question, question mark on that. But I think that's a, ma- a lot of match a lot of people would definitely pay to see. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just when his music hits and just, just he walks down to that crowd and I don't know if you saw it tonight, like, someone actually, like, they always, like, pat his shoulders as he's coming down, but someone actually patted his head, and it looked like he irritated him. <laughs> he was like, well, yeah. do something, like, well, knock the guy out. But, as a hey, CM yeah, Punk was definitely I mean, hit a fan a couple of years ago when CM Punk was out in the crowd. <laughs> the fan was, like, touched yeah. him from behind, and CM Punk hit, hit, hit a guy, but it wasn't the actual guy that smacked him. It was, like, someone else. <laughs> I mean, they're going to go out there and put on, a, put on a big performance, you know, and it's, you know, it's, uh, there's, you know, hot underneath those lights and doing the moves they're doing, they're, they're definitely sweating and, and you know, they're put on a great performance, you know, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, it's already been said, people already know this, you know, people that, you know, downplay wrestling and everything. I'm sorry, you just can't be any slob off the street and come in and think that you're going to be a professional wrestler and you got what it takes. There is absolutely no way. You would just get a huge education there if, if that's what you think. But, you know, they're coming down to the ring. You know, they're, they're, they know what's going to happen. They know, they, you know, they got certain things in their mind. I mean, they got to have everything calculated outright and, you know, when they're supposed to start to get up or when they're supposed to start to move this way or that way and, you know, then they got to be aggravated with, you know, fans doing stuff like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, definitely got to be irritating. <laughs> but uh, Roman Reigns definitely, uh, when he does that uh, running, they call it the running basement drop kick, he kind of goes to the outside. Yeah. Like, when the yeah. guys land on the rope, like when Ray Mysterio is about to hit the 619, he lays on the rope, and Roman Reigns comes out through, like, the other side, runs, yeah. And uh, they showed it in slow motion tonight, and it was just like a thing of beauty <laughs> to see that big guy do that. And 
and that's that's the one movie. I, I just wonder away. if he's I've ever never seen anyone it. do that. It's only him. <laughs> I just wonder if he's ever bruised his hips doing that whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you just jump up and land your butt on the ring. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. <laughs> you know, how you could just do that every time without any kind of bruise or soreness from it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it hurts him more than the guy he's kicking. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, well, he just like he walks back through the curtain and he's just grabbing his butt like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every <Yeah>. night, <laughs> had to do that move tonight. Oh, <laughs> but Randy he's Orton is definitely impressive. Still has a lot more in the tank. And uh, if Randy Orton's gun turned face, uh. You know, when things happen, when people get injured, I'm sure he'll end up with the title again, just like Cena did. But right now, uh, leading us to the main event, Brock Lesnar did win the World Heavyweight title from John Cena, as predicted as a spoiler from Paul Heyman. And uh, when he says spoiler, like like he does. (laughs) But um, he dropped Cena on his head 18 times. And uh, 16 were German suplexes. <laughs> it made me think back yeah. to when Chris Benoit would do that. But That's uh, he just kept doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, the fans at one point were getting boring. <laughs> they were like, yeah, this is yeah. boring. It's just Lesnar beating, dominating. <laughs> and, you know, again, <laughs> I want to try to say the positive things about the match. You know, they, they you know, I kind of liked in the beginning how they had, you know, Lesnar do the F5 on him and look like he was going to win it there real quick, you know. I mean, yeah, kind of in like less than a minute, and that, that would have been yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they couldn't have actually done it, but the fact that they did that little thing to make it look like it was going to happen, was, you know, was good. And, and uh, you know, I think the they presented how, that because that, that was probably one idea they had for it. Because, again, like, they have different ways that every match can end. So I think they gave us that tonight. Like, yeah, this is one thing we thought of. <laughs> like, Cena rushes into him, Lesnar hits the F5 and ends it and beats him. <laughs> so I think we kind of, yeah. they're kind of giving us everything they have. It was kind of or semi and defeats him with submission out of nowhere. Like, they're kind of presenting every idea they had for this match. But, of course, the end result was Lesnar yeah. dominating, destroying, <laughs> and winning. But they, they, in, in my opinion, I mean, it was semi-good how they had Cena kind of charge into him and start, you know, punching him, punching him. They looked kind of good, but they didn't, They again, they didn't, I don't know, this match, it should have had better performance than it would, did have. They did not give Cena enough of a performance. I mean, <laughs> I realize he was facing Brock Lesnar, but they still should have had him, uh, because I'm not sure, but, you know, didn't he have a better performance against Brock at Extreme Rules in 2012? And I'm not talking about because he won the match. I'm saying just overall moves and everything. I mean, I think they should have oh, made man, look a little bit more obvious. <laughs> look a little bit more... <laughs> that match, match Lesnar bloodied him, bloodied him, beat him up until the very end where Lesnar hit, where Cena hit Lesnar with a chain and then, you know, hit the AA on the steps. <laughs> that was mainly his offense in that whole match altogether, so... <laughs> Uh, that match even more so was Lesnar brutalizing Cena. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've seen it somewhat. I didn't get a lot to see. I really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it when they played it on the network last week. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think – I think they should have 
have Cena look a little bit more formidable, you know, especially after the promo we cut last Monday night about how to beat a beast, you got to become a beast, and they didn't really make him look. They should have had him give him a little better look than that. You know, as you know, I wanted to see Cena turn heel on this above all else. Um, yeah. And just how, you know, now, you know, it was kind of good when all of a sudden he did that AA on Brock and, you know, and then Brock sat up, look, look at the all smiling and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of another, I guess, a good moment in the match. But what were you going to say? That was a very funny moment. <laughs> like, Lesnar, Lesnar doesn't doesn't appear to be the kind of guy that enjoys comedy or anything, but <laughs> he produced a bit yeah. like that. <laughs> and you can tell he's just having a good time. And uh, every time he was suplexing Cena, half the time, Paul Heyman was like, here comes the pain! <laughs> it just seemed like they were yeah. both just like so confident and like like this was just a walk in the park, <laughs> which it pretty much was. And, and Lesnar, yeah, will Cena be ever seen again? Like, where, where do you, what do you do if you're Cena now? Do you go to a rematch next month? Is Cena dead? Going to the hospital as we speak? Like, well, like where you do know, you go? This? The thing about it, like we, like you know, it's been talked about. John Cena is Hulk Hogan up today, and and Hogan, you know, you know, he after a time, you know, he wasn't the world champion when he lost the title to the Warriors. 